This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. The Dublap Spring Membership Drive is happening now and throughout the month of May. If you enjoy the Dublap archives, help us continue by donating today and become a member. For more details, visit dublab.com slash membership. Hello and welcome to In Conversation, a Dublab podcast where each week we will bring you interviews from the Dublab Radio Archives. Back in February, electronic music legend Jean-Michel Aja stopped by Devlab's Analog Players Club program. The 30-minute chat that ensued spans the rebellions of Aja's early punk years, deep thoughts on Skrillex, notions of the future of the music industry, and his own sentimental view of Los Angeles. The interview, which features a gracious, cheerful, and vigorous Aja, is a pleasure to listen to from end to end. Join Slayron and special guest interviewer Mitchell Brown as they take a revealing and enjoyable look inside the perspective of a real trailblazer. And one more thing while I have your attention. As you may know, all through this month, Dublab is having our spring proton drive. 40% of Dublab's funding comes directly from listeners, which means your help is absolutely essential in keeping us on the air. Please take a moment to go to dublab.com, give what you can, and make the kind of programming you are about to hear possible in the months and years to come. I hope I didn't just completely butcher it. No, no, it's okay. It's more Jean-Michel Jarre, but Jarre is okay. You know, this is the, this is the kind of, uh, of uh, uh, French name, maybe difficult to, uh, to pronounce for, for you, but it's Jarre, Jean-Michel yeah. Jarre. Yeah, Californians, we have the worst accents anyway. We can all improve, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working <laughs> yeah, on it. Yeah, good luck. Um, so let's start this off here with a little bit of, uh, I, don't, I don't know in what uh, era of bands this was for you, but this was a early, the dustbins, correct? Yeah, that's right. We, we, we were talking with uh, some collaborators I worked with recently on my electronic album, uh, I'm, where I'm, I'm nominated, Grammys are nominated for, I mean, um, to tomorrow. And uh, it's, uh, uh, we all discovered that we, we started with a punk band, and my, my, my first punk, punk, punk band was called The Dustbins. <laughs> and, uh, I shouldn't say that, but it's, it's true. <laughs> well, you were also in a band called Mystery Four. Yeah, that that's correct? right. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That was more a kind of prog rock. Uh, uh, already, I mean, uh, I mean, quite a, with kind of sound design, and I, I was always been even even when I was in my young teenage interested by by uh, processing my the sound of my guitar or my organs and and 
and recording on, on tape recorders and 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 uh, and playing the, the tape backwards or s s changing the speed. I mean, far before even I've been in, in, involved in electronic music, really. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I guess, the playing playing with the tapes kind of affects the sounds enough for you to be able to have the window into the electronic world, correct? Yeah, you know, I, I really started even uh, before the, 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 the uh, synthesizers era. I mean, I, I, I mean, actually, electronic music really being born, uh, as you know, in, in continental Europe, with uh, in Germany, in France, uh, where actually uh, uh, we were actually more or less stealing, I mean, oscillate bank of oscillators from radio stations, and to try to make some sounds and 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 uh, twiddling with strange strange filters, and uh, and and actually it all started like this, and also it was the during the student revolution we were rebelling basically on against everything, rebelling about the establishment of classical music, rebelling about the establishment of rock. Because even the people from classical music or rock and roll, they were they were not considering people like us playing with uh, oscillators and, and and strange machines as uh, as musicians. And uh, and and then I I, I went into the music research center uh, uh, in 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 France, headed by one of the most important figure in electronic music in, in, in history of electronic music called Pierre Schaeffer and uh, he, uh, he's the one really who taught me and uh, opened my mind on the idea that uh, music is not only based on, on notes uh, based on solfeggio but actually you can make music by taking a microphone going outside recording the sound of the wind of the, of the rain of, of, of the street and, and making music with noises and actually today every DJ is doing is doing the same thing but at that time it was really something absolutely new right I, it's um yeah there's there's definitely like the the working a lot with the music concrete uh, of, the, of the time and yeah. like the repetition will your mind will make something out of it. Uh, there's an interesting story about, uh, like, uh, digi you know, digi digital as it plays, it's just kind of these parallel lines, whereas analog is, like, going up and down over those parallel lines, going be beyond the bottom and above the top. And it's like when you have a conversation, you can sit and you can focus and hear, see what the person is saying here what they're saying but there's all this external noise going on and it makes you feel it comfortable and at home and music concrete and some of that those other elements have that to, to me at least they have that the ability to do that to keep you at peace and grounded absolutely i don't know if it's analog is better than digital or i, I don't think it's the problem uh, it's actually there, there are different different worlds and uh, the luxury today is actually being able to mix both both worlds. I mean, uh, uh, the um, the an analog sound, as we know, I mean, uh, uh, not not only vinyls, but the, the analog world. We are analog animals by the end of the day. I mean, we were made of flesh and, and blood, and our ears are not perfect, but we are we, we love our ears, and and we we at one moment in the development of industry, we uh, recording industry, we we, we we created something that was fitting our. our our ears, not necessarily true, not so, not 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 so necessarily uh, true in technically, but 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 quite warm to our ears. And it took a long time to uh, to match this in the digital era. I think that probably from the past five or six years uh, now, the digital digital means and digital uh, instruments, plugins, softwares, 
are now starting to match the analog warmth. The same for, for movies. It took a long time to, to, and even some, some people like uh, Quentin Tarantino or Christopher Nolan, they, 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 they still filming with uh, with film and not uh, uh, not digitally it's the, it's the same thing images and uh, i mean visuals and and and, and sounds are, are following the same path in the sense of the i mean following the evolution of technology but but trying to to uh, also to match and to try to try to take the best of both worlds really it's what i'm trying to do in my work these days do you when you're recording now are you mixing both the analog and the digital realms or you do you find yourself going between you know on the computer one minute and on an analog synth the next minute yeah i mean you know it, it's all depending on what uh, what you want to achieve which is great these days is actually you can you can decide when when you have the the privilege like like me i mean having in my studio quite lots of analog equipments and digital equipment it's like uh, it's like uh, writing for for an orchestra i mean sometimes you you want to 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 write for a string quartet or for a big orchestra and having winds and and brass and and these days you can use a uh, modular synthesizer you can use a, a mini moog but also you can use uh, massive from native instruments and, and, and some plugins. And it it's all depends on, on what you want to, to achieve. And also technology is dictating styles. It's, it's probably, you know, because violin has been invented that Vivaldi existed. It's because the, 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 uh, the 78 as a, as a, as a record uh, where you could only cut three minutes of music uh, created a single. I mean, uh, if, if Elvis was doing songs of three minutes, it was because it's, you, you couldn't cut more on 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 on, uh, on the 78 these days uh, and uh, those days. So, and, and this is the same thing today. I mean, if you think about uh, Massive as a, as a plugin the, from Native Instrument, I mean, this just plugin created dubstep. I mean, without Massive, Skrillex wouldn't do the same music. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's and these days, which is great, is actually the, the, the fact of... I mean, there, you know, we, we all love accidents and imperfections. You have imperfections in analog, in an, in analog uh, gear, but also uh, in the uh, digital. I mean, this kind of very harsh and, and, uh, and, and, harsh and, and rough sounds from uh, the early digital... Uh, from uh, digital sounds from the uh, early Atari and Commodores and, and the, I mean they're they're, they're fantastic. I mean the, the the sound is really fantastic. It's it's linked to a period, but it actually sometimes I like to in, to integrate this in a, in a, in modern recordings in a modern project. I mean in my on my last Electronica project, gathering lots of collaborators and lots of different artists around me. I mean I I, I really experimented merging all these different type of electronic sounds when you were doing the project were there were you uh were you working with people in your own studio or people sending you files or sending you tapes or was it all was it all together that you would produce the song or was it kind of you know uh, I, I mean uh, i i worked recently on uh, two different projects one is electronica and and uh, and the other one it was the end of the trilogy oxygen my, my first album and I, I did a sequel of it uh, that's going to be released at the moment and uh, and this is a, a pure analog uh, project uh, with electronica and and 
this is the, the, the one of the reasons of, of my presence here in LA is because I, I'm nominated for the Grammys for electronic music for this Electronica project. The idea was to gather around me people who have been and are a source of inspiration to me, linked to the electronic music scene from different generations. So you have people as different as Tangerine Dream or Pete Townsend or Moby, Massive Attack, and Gary Newman, the Pet Shop Boys, Boys Noise, Air, Gesa Feldstein, uh, uh, Julia Holter. I mean, lots of different... Hans Zimmer, John Carpenter. I mean, lots of different people who are... I, I mean, who are all part of the uh, electronic music family. And, and uh, this whole project, like you are doing, guys, I mean, it's, it's actually, we are showing that electronic music has a legacy, has a family, and has a future as well. A big future, I, I, yeah. I would imagine. I mean, it's, it only seems to have grown from, um, from when, you know, I think Mitchell and I both kind of got into it probably around the same, around the same time, which would have been, I don't know, 90s. We're much younger than you. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Somehow it yeah. doesn't get old, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a there was a period, I think, that um, that I, I definitely felt where the community wasn't uh, or just was like like grasping for grasping for air, grasping for oxygen. <laughs> That's right, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, it's it's really interesting in in your comment. It's because. Actually, you know, I've always been convinced when I was uh, young and a student that uh, electronic music would become the major genre for the 21st century. I mean, at the beginning, electronic music has been linked with science fiction so much and uh, a kind of certain uh, hope or, or fear towards the future, but definitely linked to the, to, to the future. And uh, I've always been convinced that electronic music would, would be one of the major genres. Because it's not like rock and roll or punk or hip hop, it's uh, it's not like a genre in itself. It's actually an, a different way of approaching music composition, by I mean yeah, doing music. your own sounds and creating your own sounds, and uh, and then you have so many genres within the umbrella of electronic music. Electronic music is much wider than EDM, and some some people. In, in this country, I mean, start, uh, maybe uh, thinking that uh, electronic music started with Avicii, but actually, yeah, there is an old history of electronic music, as we know, from uh, <laughs> almost one century. Yeah, the, uh, the, uh, here it seems like it's very, the electro, uh, music doesn't really get big until it takes on the rock and roll like kind of uh, which is, mentality. Which is also electronic music. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a lot of electricity on stage and exactly, and everybody's recording on Pro Tools or Ableton these days, so it inherently becomes. Yes, it's very true. I mean, actually, all music in the 21st century is electronic. Yeah, isn't an electric yeah. guitar just an electroacoustic instrument? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And even even Lang Lang, as uh, a classical. Pianist. I mean, he's uh, doing electronic music because he's recording on Pro Tools, as you were saying, or Logic. And, and then at what moment you, you use kind of electronic uh, gear or, or, or uh, electronic aspects. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We can't avoid it. Mixing boards. All the, yeah. the chips in the mixing boards. And, and you know, all <laughs> yeah. these, all, all these uh, different elements, they are part of our music these days. I mean, you know... This desk I have in front of me in your studio, the Alan, Alan and Heath, actually, I started with, uh, uh, with the, this brand. I mean, I, I did my first album with an, uh, the, one of the first Alan and Heath uh, console, 
I mean, they are instruments, they are music instruments. Why? Because their components, they have their own sound. You change the, the, you change the desk, you don't, we, we, our voice will be different. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, and, and, you know, I, uh, when people are saying, yes, electronic music is cool and robotic and all that, I, I, obviously I wouldn't agree at all with this. I mean, I, I consider really uh, uh, electronic music as cooking. It's like, you I mean, in front of you, you have some, some uh, turntables. I mean, it's like an oven, you know, where, where you are, can, can cook uh, beats and loops and, and, uh, and uh, textures and, and waveforms in, in the most sensual, organic way. It's, uh, actually, uh, actually, to tell you the truth, I think it's much more abstract to write music with a pen, pencil and a piece yeah. of paper on yeah. the score and then giving this piece of paper to somebody else who is going to play your music. This is very cerebral, it's very like abstract. That, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, recipe, with, like with electronic music, you are, you are really, I mean, involving uh, your hands, your, your body into, into, the, uh, in, into the, 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 the maelstrom of <laughs> frequencies and sounds. Yes. Well, well, like with Oxygen, didn't you, wasn't one of the things that you did with Oxygen is that you had to play it all live? It couldn't be sequenced? Was that... Am I right to... Yeah, it's true. It was yeah. before MIDI. And, uh, I mean, lots of sequences, I, 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 did, uh, I did them by hand yeah. and uh, to synchronize myself. Wow. And actually, we, we are not that bad, actually, as, as being uh, sync machines as human beings. And, uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I did that on, on eight-track machines and just uh, overdubbing my, myself. You've got an analog sequencer right up here. That's right. Yeah. It's not so bad yeah. so far. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how do you approach new gear? Is it a an influence you you think? What could I do with this? Because uh, a lot of times, this, these instruments, I feel like they uh, they are their own ingredients. But we what we do with them, it's still going to have a flavor of what they are. Like, say you you had a room full of five EMS synthes. Yeah, what you could do with them, you could do. Anything, but it's going to sound like an EMS synthy. Yeah. When, what, like, how did you approach Electronica 1 and 2? You had specific gear that inspired you to try this or that, or these people they were inspiration more so? Yeah, actually, this, this project is so special because involving uh, lots of, uh, of, of uh, different collaborators, that was the idea behind, behind it. As we know that electronic musicians, we are like uh, quite isolated in our studios. It's not like rock band or jazz, jazz, jazz band where, where you are making music with, with people uh, when you are creating even the track. A piece of music. Uh, we are more like painters or writers in our ateliers. I mean, working with our mach machines or instruments and being quite isolated. And uh, what uh, with this electronica project, what I wanted to experiment is actually to try to uh, to share the um, our DNAs and and um, the creative process, not by sending files to people you will never meet or will even uh, don't talk to. And, uh, but really creating the, this, uh, uh, this creative process uh, uh, in their environment or mine. Or mine. So I traveled a lot and uh, with two, two, two dogmas, two, two principles uh, behind the, the project. First of all, to, uh, uh, to work in the same room for the track and also coming also for the first time with a demo. So uh, only a piece of music I, I, I wrote in function of the, 
of the idea or the preconceived ideas I had uh, uh, regarding uh, regarding the the artists I wanted to work with. I would give you one or two examples, but for instance, uh, Pete Townsend, the leader of the Who. I mean, you could say in electronica, what does it mean? And actually, this man, I mean, uh, just introduced sequences and, and uh, as we know, synthesizers in rock. Uh, with uh, Who's Next and, 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 and songs such as Baba O'Reilly. Energy. And, and yeah. Exactly. And, uh, and, and, you know, and, and then I went to his studio and uh, with uh, three tracks I had in mind and, uh, we, uh, and, and he immediately got the picture. And, uh, and, and the, uh, some other example is here in, in, in the city, I mean, with Moby. We, uh, we, we shared a lot of time in, in, uh, in his studio and uh, why my first recollection of, of our collaboration is that he actually just put a kind of very simple D minor on his keyboard, just three notes that a, a five years old child could, could do, and it was Moby instantly. And, and I've been really, really impressed through this kind of initiation journey for me, I mean, through lots of working with so many great artists. I mean, it's actually, you know, the instant recognizable sound they have is, is called style. I mean, the, the, our job is actually to make the air vibrating, right? It's very humble. It's very invisible because you don't... And, and the way you are, you, are, you are making the air vibrating, you can create boredom, you can create uh, the desire to uh, move your body till the end of the night or, 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 or make people cry. It's just by, by, by just moving the air slightly differently. And, uh, and we all have a specific way of making the air vibrating. And this is called style, yeah. music style. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all down for the vibrating air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way you vibrate air. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Did you hear about that Wu-Tang Clan record that they pressed a few years ago? That was just a single record? Yes, I thought, I thought it was a tribute to uh, what I've done um, uh, yeah. 30 years ago, yes. I, I didn't know if it was or not, but I, I noticed there was a similarity in concept. Yeah, I mean, I, one, I think my fourth album was called Music for Supermarkets, and, and uh, actually I, I pressed it, just one copy has been, has been done, and uh, obviously I've been... Uh, I mean, my record company didn't like this, uh, this idea at all. And uh, it was actually beginning of the CD era, and I, uh, it was kind of a um, uh, protest act against the, the industry that uh, saying, be careful, guys, because you are, trying to, you, are, you are starting to kill the industry. and to, to kill. Yeah, because first of all, it's going, you are going to kill the... I mean, starting to sell... Uh, CDs like toothpaste in supermarkets yeah. were actually like the end of record shops. And as we know, uh, record shops for a long time were the only, the only link between uh, a consumer and, 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 and a matter of music and, and, uh, and, and the old catalogue of music because you could find a guy could become your, your friend and saying, listen to this, listen to that, it's great, I just received this, received that. And suddenly this, the, the, this, the, 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 the music industry started to, to, think, uh, to think differently and, and the real music makers, music producers have been replaced by bankers. 
and that was the uh, was, that was quite premonitory because I I remember that I said okay you know that that's going to be the end in in, in, a, in a few years time and and we saw that with the internet and everything I mean the the music industry I mean died for a long time on its on its veins and I'm not sure that I mean today streaming is I mean being welcomed by majors as a kind of grail for the 21st century is the answer. I'm not sure, uh, for, for lots of reasons. I mean, you, 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 you know, I'm, I, I still think that, you know, there is a kind of... We have to create a new business model for the 21st century because authors, creators, I mean, these days are at the nucleus of one of the biggest industries in the world, generating so much money, and the authors and creators have just the, the, the equivalent of a pizza without pepperoni by, by the end of the, of the year. Oh, yeah. And I'm not talking about people of our generations, right? But for future generations, I mean, in every family you have a, a, a young child, I mean, dreaming, becoming a, a filmmaker, a musician, a photographer, and, and, and he will probably uh, uh, will have, will need to have a job on the on the side and, and probably uh, uh, get rid of his dream and, and this is something that we and that music for supermarket was quite pre premonitory because uh, it was the uh, I mean the CD was for me a, a very dark product because it's, uh, it has been introduced to, to, to the world as the grail for music that take this and we will be able to listen to this, to this music in one century because it's it's uh, it's forever. And we knew that uh, after three or five, four or five years, I mean, the, the machines were different and you could even play the first CDs on, the, on your machines, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it was the ultimate cookery when, when you, you, still, you can still uh, listen to a vinyl uh, uh, cut pressed 50 years ago and it's still working. Ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I know your approach has always been pretty punk with music and, like, with, the, with how you're... Uh, giving it to to people, and it's interesting to hear you talk about your perspective on on the music industry because the music industry seems to always like hold back. Even the film industry is like you know oh new type of way to put film out, and you know they'll they'll introduce that. But the music industry has always been so seems to be always so held back and like conservative. Oh, very conservative. It's really, really strange when you think that in the 50s, the 60s, I mean, the music, the music, it was even not music industry, but the music world was really synonymous of underground, of, uh, of cool. And suddenly they became so uh, square. Money. See the money, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's really strange because, you know, they, 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 uh, you know, they, didn't, they didn't get anything in, uh, in still now i mean it's uh, i mean we, 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 we the music world could be could be much in a much better health yeah. if we were able like the movie industry as you said to send a clear message to the outside world which has not been the case yeah. so far the, in like well oxygen you press that with a friend did you press it with a friends label initially or yeah it's it a like funny story because actually this this album has been rejected by almost all majors I think what 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 is this I mean there is no drummer there no singer uh, tracks are, are, are there is no singles and, and tracks are 12, 12 minutes 15 minutes long and on top of it is French so uh, no no chance and then a small independent label in France and in the, in Netherlands took it and, and it became a, a, a massive uh, hit we know and uh, it's it's uh, it's strange but I actually now looking back 
people could think it's uh, like like any success. It could be cool and and uh, and easy, but it was not actually. Yeah, millions, right? That that album has sold millions. Yeah, I, 18 millions, I think. Yes. Yeah, that's quite a. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, a yeah, few yeah. million. Yeah, the, there was that. Somebody behind <laughs> us is miming, miming clock. a watch clock, and I don't know what it means exactly. But he's got, got a cool T-shirt anyway, huh? Yeah, it's a great T-shirt, right? <laughs> well, so in, in May, you're traveling the world in support of Electronica 1 and 2. Yeah, that's right. And I'm looking forward for the U.S. tour because it's a... I did a few few things in uh, in uh, in uh, in the States. I actually uh, I did uh, even still the biggest concert uh, in history in, uh, in still in the Guinness Book of Records in in this country for in Houston. It was for the yeah. 25th anniversary of NASA, and uh, it was it was 1.3 million people. But then, uh, for different reasons, I never really toured. I did some concerts, but really, really never get a North American tour. And, and I'm really looking forward to for this one because also the production is uh, very special. I mean, I conceived. I, I, I've been also uh, the, the probably one of the first uh, artists to to involve so much visuals in my in my performances and my concerts. I always considered that electronic music needed. I mean, some kind of. Uh, visual performance it's uh, and it's so true to these days but uh, when i started i've, I've been f probably one the, the first one with pink floyd i mean doing it and uh, and this one is really i'm just saying this beyond the fact that uh, obviously i would like the people maximum of people coming but beyond this i i think you cannot judge on on youtube because it's i devise something which is very close to kind of uh, 3d without glasses where you have really a kind of perspective and in in i mean uh, uh, I've always been interested in music, in uh, composing music by mixing, uh, when I mix also, when I compose, to try to create this kind of architecture of sounds, soundscapes, creating perspectives. And I always saw that I would like to, to convey this visually. And at last, I think I, I, I've, I've done it. I, I didn't know if, if it would work, but we were all blown away during the rehearsals with all these kind of low-res panels and, and different layers of, of, of LED panels. I mean, creating really a kind of total immersion. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to share this new, uh, new project with the uh, North, Ameri North American audience. Excited to see it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So join us. I, mean, I think uh, in this town in L.A., I'm, 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 um, I'm doing the Microsoft uh, Theater uh, 27th of May. So obviously you're more than welcome. Yeah, we'll see Thank you. you. Yeah. Are you, um, are you, so you're here for the Grammys and then anything else? Are you doing anything else fun, going to the beach while you're here? No, I mean, I'm, I'm actually recording for, for different projects. So, so I've been... Uh, um, recently, also involved in a, in a kind of other kind of collaboration that I've been asked for, and, and with uh, Damon Albarn for the next uh, Gorillaz album, and uh, and also some other um, uh, projects I have. So I'm I'm doing going to share. I'm here for the Grammys, but also for some recording sessions. Great. You like burritos? Yes. LA's <laughs> <laughs> got some good burritos. Some good burritos. I, I, I prefer the tacos in LA, personally. Yeah? yeah, yeah, I do, I do. Both. Yeah, both. I mean, yeah. Yeah. How about uh, what, when, you're, when you're in LA, what is something you would, uh, that you would say you have to go do this 
if you go visit LA? You know, it's very strange. I mean, I'd say it's... Um, I mean, my, my father he used to be a really great uh, soundtrack composer. Maurice Jarre, he did Dr. Zhivago and Lawrence of oh, yeah. Arabia oh, yeah. and all these. He got three Oscars, three... Uh, Dreamscape. Yeah. 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 And uh, actually, I, 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 my parents split up when I was five years old and unfortunately, I never had a real relationship with my, my father. And I always considered that the soundtracks world and Los Angeles where he was living was my father's territory so it was mm -hmm. a bit difficult for me to to be here but I, I and this, he passed away six years ago and now I have uh, this kind of uh, very uh, warm relationship somehow with him and and suddenly Los Angeles becomes for me something which is not linked with music with movies with palm trees with Venice with beaches but but something part of my uh, of 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 my um, uh, my blood, in a sense. So I, I feel very close to this city. So I'm, the reason why I'm, I'm, I want to, to spend more time in the next few years here, around around here. Yeah, you amazing. See more of you. Yeah, thank you. Come in and come in and do a DJ set. Play some play some synths. Come in yeah, and play with, live sometime. Yeah, absolutely. With with pleasure. Yeah, we'd um, love to have you. Carpet is rolled absolutely. out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Aaron and I collect a lot of library records. The Deserted Palace. Was that a that was a production music album? No. Yeah, that's right. It was b before <laughs> b before uh, before uh, before Oxygen. I, I've done some uh, some other uh, albums and one this Deserted Palace with a kind of uh, yes production album for the Fox in America mm -hmm. for a kind of music library where lots of people doing electronic music that in that time. Where, where it was a, a nice way to, to, to do some, some albums and by, by, by doing some music that could be uh, like, like synchro these, these days. I mean, this, this music where, where proposed to people to, to, to put them in their movies, in their TV series, ads or whatever. And it was quite nice because actually you, you, uh, you were absolutely free to do whatever you, you were not commissioned. You were commissioned for an album and you, you could do whatever you want. Our pal David Hollander is writing a book, coffee table book, on library records. And we, we talked about wondering if you had any albums under pseudonyms, any other library albums. Yeah, I, I had some in, uh, in uh, yeah, I had some uh, in, uh, in uh, yeah, few, 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 few obscure names, yes, uh, are still around, I think. Do we, do we get to be, uh, found, do we get to find out who they were? No, because otherwise it would kill the mystery, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, David Hollander. <laughs> That's what you get for your coffee table book. Oh, man, there's this amazing... Have you seen that, that, that um, on library record note? The library record, the coffee table book that's just the covers, the library record covers yeah. book? Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, sure, my God, sure. it's yeah, amazing. 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 That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. Really cool. I think they are, they, they are more and more nervous on the other side of the aquarium, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, we gotta um, we gotta drain the water here and yeah. let these fishes go home. That's right. All right. Exactly. <laughs> so Jean thank Michel, you very it was much. a pleasure to have you in Shell, our Analog Players Shell, Club. It's real pleasure, and I love this this environment and all your philosophy, guys. It's uh, thank good you. Luck, good luck for the future. This is the future. In Conversation was produced by DubLab, a nonprofit radio station broadcasting live from Los Angeles since 1999.
Sound editing and theme song by Matea Bame. For more programming, visit dublab.com. And thank you for listening.